Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. R C. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. Do you understand your rights? Is at your door. You run.
this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And coming to you from Wisconsin today, or for the beginning of Season 15, I'm up here for the LOPA, Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency um, winners that are coming in part of the package for McLaur White Televentures to donate the hunts as me to come up and guide and cook for them. So I'll be back in the regular studio uh, after this week. And so if there are any sound issues, y'all, and it shouldn't be because we've been working on some bits forever, the, um, I apologize ahead of time. Patreon convicts, Apple subscribers, I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all, today I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything episode. I don't know how it's going to work on playing your questions that you called in. Um, everybody that called and text and sent messages, I really do appreciate it. So we are going to roll with this and pray to God that this thing works. So um, let's go to any of y'all. I'm, I'm going to play it, their message, and then I'll answer it. If, if it doesn't come out sounding right, then then I'll just read the message. Okay. So let's go to caller from, from Lexington, Illinois. I was wondering if you were ever approached about working or um, had any involvement in the Eugene Bois-Fontaine murder case uh, in Baton Rouge. Thanks. All right, Rick. Uh, well, Rick's number says Madison, Wisconsin, which is like right where I'm at. But he said he's from Lexington, Illinois. Rick, appreciate you, first of all, taking the time to call it in. Uh, usually in Bonfontaine, very interesting case, right? And Detective Rody Sanchez was head on that case or one of the lead detectives. Um, he's an old school dude. He's a great guy. Uh, I met him, got to hang out with him. And But as far as working using his case personally and direct, no, I did not. It was not my jurisdiction. And they weren't working on it when I was with the state police. Um, but the, you know, crazy case right i think everybody got to see it was it killing fields or something like that and i don't know the latest on it i know that the ex-husband lawyered up or i think it was ex her ex-husband lawyered up and and all that so it doesn't look real well for him but i don't know the uh the inside details but i know murder never goes away um so i hope they get the fucker Right, and thank you so much for your call. I had a question for Woody. If um, he feels like they have a tremendous increase in crime, um, different than back in the years, like tremendous increase in crime now, um, or we're just more aware because of social media. So that would be my question. Does he feel like the crime has increased that much 
or it's just being brought to our attention more. Thank you. Okay, and I don't know who that was, y'all. That was a Baton Rouge number. That's a great question. Um, and years ago, that I was thinking that, and I used to say it all the time, and I said there's no more murder today than there was, you know, 20 years ago. The only difference is social media, right? Right. I mean, puts it out there all the time. Uh, it's on demand. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has a microphone. Everybody has some form of social media, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, X, whatever. And they're sharing it. And, you know, true crime genre is number one in, in the world for a reason, because people, you know, like nothing sells like sex and blood and murder. Uh, but, you know, I I do believe now that um, I have to change part of my view on that. I believe that we are having more types of crimes like the mass shootings. Uh, I, I remember before Columbine happened when I was a cop and we, we had to change and train and change our way we respond to active shooters uh, to eliminate the threat instead of uh, what we used to do when I was on the SWAT team, we used to set up a, a perimeter and use hostage negotiators and shit like that. I mean, when was the last time you ever heard of a hostage negotiator? Right. And then, oh, glad I didn't waste my time going to that school. But the, I think there are a lot more, I think it's a lot more care for life. These people just shooting each other for no reason, you know, shooting each other. We covered the story the other day. Two people were at a bus stop and, and got into an altercation and they went inside of McDonald's. And the one person left and came back with a pistol. And no, the one person left and came back in to attack the guy again. He just pulled his pistol and killed him. I mean, he smoked him like a pack of cools, right? And it's, uh, I don't, I think the world's fucked up. And, and I think it's getting worse every day. Um, I just, I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to blame it on video games or movies or lack of parenting. I, I think it's just a, it's a combination of everything. And man, if I, if I could figure it out, I'd be a billionaire because I could stop all crime, right. Or try to come up with some type of deterrent, but, uh, definitely more, definitely less respect for life. I think than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago when I started, um, definitely more killings and things. And that's, that directly correlates to the fact that people, um, just don't have the the respect anymore, you know? So thank you for the question. I appreciate it. And let's go to the next one. Hey, what is it for My question for you is, I would like to share your views about Doug Williams, the polygraph critic. Thank you. Love your show. Hey, sweetie, you said um, somebody, the polygraph critic. I don't know who that person is directly. Um, you know, I, the polygraph is only as good as the examiner, right? And, you know, I, I've been, had my license for over, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. And I certainly used it um, throughout my whole career. And I still use it now. People want me to do tests for them, private tests and stuff like that. Um, the critics, well, you know, yeah. You don't want to sit and take a polygraph of me. I can tell you that. Now, uh, some of my best friends say, oh, they're bullshit and they're not worth whatever. Well, and I say, take out a $100 bill or take out, you know, $20 bill, whatever you got in your wallet. 
and I'll say, I want you to hide it on one of your four pockets on your blue jeans, either, either front right pocket, front left pocket, rear right pocket, rear left pocket, and and don't tell me which one, and I won't look. And then I'll ask them the questions. I'll run a polygraph. I'll attach them to the instrument, set the psychological set, explain everything. And I say, now, look, if, if I get it right, I'm going to have you say no to, is the money in your front right pocket? No. Is your money in your front left pocket? No. Is your money in your right rear pocket? No. Is your money in your left rear pocket? No. At the end of that test, I'm going to tell you which pocket it is, which one you're lying about, and then you got to give me that money. Okay, so that fucking critic, you know, I, I, good and bad in every profession, I get it. The polygraph examination is a tool, it's a masterful tool for interrogation, right? I'm not taking a polygraph for anybody, fuck them, because I know it. But the, you don't want Woody Overton sitting across the table from me. If you're holding on, if you're going to lie about something, I'm going to know. And, and then, and then I'm going to bust you on it. Now, uh, the critics and the countermeasures is what they probably talking about. Countermeasures are deliberate attempt on a part of the examinee to do something to alter the outcome of the test. There's three types, mental, physical, and psychological. The mental is they, they teach you, um, when you ask, when you ask a question by the polygraphist, when you go to respond, you do like math problems in your head to try to throw it off. The physical was the old one everybody talks about. Ooh, you put thumbtacks in your shoe. And when they ask you the question, when you answer, you step on the thumbtack. Uh, okay. And then, of course, there's narcotics. Uh, people take bunches bunch of Xanax or whatever, and they go in and take the test. Here's the problem with that. Yeah, you can fuck up a test, no doubt. But the you can't. The, 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 using countermeasures, you can definitely mess up the test, but it doesn't make you pass it. All it gives you is a result of inconclusive to an examiner that knows what the fuck they're doing. Okay. And your body that when you take the polygraph test, the examiner is looking at three certain areas of your body's physiology that change under stress. And when you do the math problems, the, the, or, or whatever they tell you to think of, or or you step on an attack or squeezing your ass cheeks or whatever they tell you to do, or you're fucked up on pills, the, your body cannot produce those physiological tracings in that I'm watching naturally. So I know you're using countermeasures, all right? So if I think you're using a countermeasure, I'm going to come back and put in questions or if you're listening for the keywords i know i have all the websites antipolygraph.org how to sting the polygraph how to beat the polygraph and i used to read them all the time and yes they do have a lot of true and correct testing information but the one thing they don't tell you is using a countermeasure never makes a guilty person look innocent all it does is fuck up the charts and gives you a, you know, you know I don't know if y'all can hear these dogs barking, but it gives you um, a result of inconclusive because there's not enough data for the examiner to score. Now, most examiners are not trained in countermeasures. They're just not. The, the, I went to the, the part, um, Department of Defense Polygraph Institute curriculum at Texas State Police Headquarters, and that's the only school in the world that uses that curriculum besides the federal government. And it's only for senior law enforcement examiners from around the world. And it's all, you know, they teach you all the shit and countermeasures are you're taught exclusively. And like, and I've been to advanced countermeasures classes and I've helped teach the classes, but, uh, you know, 
you don't want to take a test with me. Okay. And, but the, if I know that you're guilty and, uh, or you're showing deception indicated, then it's my job to get a confession out of you, whatever it may be. It could be a pre-employment test all the way to a homicide test, but the countermeasures are bullshit. And the, like the, um, now that it's so advanced, they, the chairs that you sit in, they have a motion sensor for your ass. So I can, it's so sensitive. It's developed by MIT, a crystal diopad. It's so sensitive. I can see your heartbeat through your rectum on the screen. I have a line just for that motion sensor pad. And if you squeeze your ass cheeks, it makes that line jump off the page. But other than that, I, every time your heart beats through your asshole, I can see it, right? Uh, they have the same thing now for motion sensors for you to put your feet on. They make you take your shoes off so you can't use the tags and just whatever. And I'm not going to give you all this stuff, but um, the critics, they're always going to be there. Mm, I challenge a fucker to take a test with me. All right. So great question. I'm sorry. I've ran it off on it. Uh, let's see if I can find another one, y'all. Have you ever thought about running for office? Maybe sheriff? Governor, anything. All right. Y'all, I know who that is. And Mama Kay, I want you to know something. When I um, couldn't remember Terry Malone's name, the it, that's was just my strictly my OCD on name blockage. I could see his face. I could see his funeral. I could see everything. Um, so thank you for correcting me on that. And you better know I was going to know how to say Malone's Okay, I, I know the people mispronouncing Cajun words are one of your pet peeves. Um, but thinking about running for office, man, you know, mm, fuck that. I mean, I've had offers and, and stuff that I've turned down in the past and um, people want me to do it, et cetera. And I'm, I'm not a politician. Uh, people would not want me to be governor that you would not want me to be your sheriff because I would tell you to fuck yourself. And, and that's just the truth. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing the politics game governor boy. I, you know, I, I would like to do it. Um, just, so, you know, so I could run it my way, but I wouldn't last long. They run me the fuck out of office, but, uh, <laughs> you better believe that's one thing you don't want unless you, yeah. Cause I'm not going to be politically correct. Right. I'm not going to hold back from what I'm thinking. I'm not going to not do what I think is right. And uh, mm, I don't know. I, mean, the, it, I just don't think I could do it. Plus, you know what? Fuck that. I got too many skeletons in my closet. <laughs> I wasn't always a good boy, Mama K. You know that. Uh, we worked together for all those years. And so this very interesting question. And I really do appreciate it. But yeah, I don't know what it would take to get me to run for office, but it, it would take a hell of a lot. And again, you just don't want me running it. I don't, that just, I just don't know what I would do, but I'm sure it wouldn't be, I sure it wouldn't be uh, socially acceptable. We'll say that. So um, let's go to Michelle Wright Martin, who's, from Prairieville, Louisiana, and it has been a lifer since the beginning. Love you to death, Michelle. As she says, when are you going to do another murder mystery? Something like Bloody Bill. Well, 
Great question. And this is the start of season 15, and I probably got that number right. Am I wrong? I'm, it, it, numbers are, for me are like names. I always F them up. Uh, Bloody Bill, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember that. They, some lifers called in, and they found a camera in a hotel room in maybe Biloxi or Bay St. Louis or somewhere, and it had this guy, pictures of this guy, and he certainly looked like he was dead. And I shared it. I think I shared it just with Patreon members and convicts. Um, and it turned out this guy wasn't dead. And, and anyway, he's alive and whatever. I, I forget what what the cause was, what have you. But Murder Mysteries, Michelle, the I get requests every day to do them. Every day. And so what I am I'm doing is, because um, uh, it's too much for me to read. Oh, let me tell you this. Y'all, if you have information on a case, it's a family loved one or whatever, you got to send it to Woody at RealLifeRealCrime.com and send me everything that you have on the case, right? I, I get these questions or, or oh, have, can you work my family member's case? And it might be on one of my seven Facebook pages in Messenger, which I might not check for two weeks because I had the app. You know, of course, we have TikTok and Instagram and we have the crew page, which has over 42,000 members in it by itself. I have my regular uh, real life, real crime page on Facebook. I have my Woody Overton uh, public person page. Shit, I got my regular Facebook page. So I get these messages from all over and then they'll just send me a one liner. Yeah. Can you know, uh, can you work my Uncle Bobby's case? Or, right. I'm like. Who the fuck's Uncle Bobby? And then then I have to take my time and type them back and and say, and I've said it on podcasts plenty of times, but I'm going to say it again. Please email me all of the information, news articles, case files, whatever you have uh, to woody at realliferealcrime.com. And I promise you, I will read it. I can't promise you I'm going to work it. And, and, but there's a lot of people that I help out uh, and I just give them information, say, hey, you know what? You need to do this or, uh, if it was me, I would do that. But I'm sure I'm going to take on an, another murder mystery case, as you call it, um, like Justice for Courtney Coco and and Justice for Mary, and uh, of course Miss Barbara Blunt's case. Y'all is always out there. Where that was the one that we haven't solved, right? I'm sure I'm going to be moved to or led to do another one at some point in time. Michelle, uh, I can't tell you when though, but if y'all have information, send me everything to Woody at real life, real crime.com. And I will look at it. And I've now got some, someone else to uh, help me read these things. Cause I get so many of them, but look, when I say that and, and, and I get all these requests and I'll respond to them all, you know, please send it to Woody at real life, real crime.com. Hell half of them I never hear from again. I'm like, Okay, I just wasted two minutes out of my day um, trying to possibly help you. It could be. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well. Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. 
It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. AstroPro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Sayonara. Your case could be the next one I'm working. Um, actually, I'm doing one soon. I'm, gonna do, I'm doing one, I think, in November on Bucky Tarver, uh, a young man uh, um, that's been missing for a while. But anyway, if you have something and you want me to look at it, please send me all the stuff to this one spot, all right? Because I have too much social media. I, I mean, I guess there's never such a thing as too much, but I spend – eight to 12 hours a day on social media. What first thing when I wake up in the morning, a couple hours, middle of the day when, you know, when I have time leaving the studio or whatever, a couple hours in the evening time, a couple hours and then a couple hours here. And it seems like it's at least eight to 12, some days, 
you know, I don't answer anything. Right. But that's not good for business. Uh, um, and, and that's not good. One of the things I've always prided myself on is trying to answer everybody, you know, or respond or like, or comment on, on their comments because you're lifers, right? You taking the time, uh, in to listen to me. Fuck. But I love that. And I love all y'all. When I say that, it, it's not fluff. I wouldn't be doing this shit if it wasn't for you. So anyway, um, Michelle, I hope I answered your question. I know I'm um, bouncing around a lot. All right. So now we got uh, Chris Wheeler St. Cyr. And yeah, how do I know how to say that name? Because I had a fraternity brother, Mama K. I, I got it right. Um, but I didn't know. Well, maybe I didn't because it says from South Sutton, New Hampshire. I thought you were local. But, but anyway, you're on there all the time, a top fan and top commenter and all that. But um, they ask, can you put or can you post any pictures of you back in your badass days? <laughs> you know, the Chris, the, the thing is, we didn't have cameras. We didn't have fucking cell phones with cameras and all this shit, man. We, we were still using Polaroid cameras on homicide scenes sometimes. Um I think I have one that was from the news media of me and my SWAT team outfit uh, arresting someone. Matter of fact, I know I have that. That's been posted somewhere. I think there's another one um, when I was a detective and I was bringing in David Constance. Uh, God, that was so long ago, like 2003 or something. But it was from somebody sent it to me. It was from the like the front page of the newspaper, which nobody has anymore, right? Um, but we didn't have it. I didn't have, it's probably a good thing, but I didn't have the ability to take photographs of myself and especially from the badass old days. Um, I wish I did. And I don't know that somewhere I have a briefcase with a bunch of uh, Polaroid photos from, um, from my army days. And I I just got to find the fucker. But if I ever find uh, uh, Chris, I promise you I'll post him. How about that? So, or if, Hey, any of y'all happen to have some post them and, and we'll share them. All right. So Mary Markintel Ballard, um, Mary, I think you, you're from around Denham. I'm not sure, but I love you. Uh, thanks for taking in the time to send in this question it says, was there a story or event that led you to becoming a cop? It was just a offering drama. Um, I don't know what the second part Mary meant, but it's not a certain story. I always wanted to be a cop. And originally I wanted to be a cop in the army. And, and they told me I was too smart. When I took the test. They said, oh, no, you can't be a cop. You can't be military police. You, you need to be a nuclear, biological, chemical warfare specialist because you're so smart. Well, they fucked me. And, um, <laughs> I could have been a cop, but it works out. Um, I always wanted to be a cop and, um, probably, a, a, a federal agent at some point. And then I got off of that. The, but that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, because, you know, I love to hunt, right. And I love to fish and, in hunting bad guys, is like the hunting of men right? and there is no greater level of, I hate to say excitement, but it is excitement uh, or challenging um, to 
to go after evil, man. And I guess, oh, you know what? The criminal mind has always fascinated me. I just can't say it's one story. Like Bloody Angola, the podcast. Uh, I grew up listening to my parents talk about these bad guys from way back then. So maybe their stories help fascinate me with criminal mind. And shit, half the time I was a criminal. <laughs> and I think that's what helped me become such a good cop. So I can't, I can't pinpoint one though, Mary, but I sure do appreciate your question. So let's go to Jennifer Summers. Um, Ooh, this is a good one, Jennifer. Jennifer Summers says, do private investigators get in the way of law enforcement? Really, really good question. I haven't had that one before. Now I got my PI license, um, in between corrections and being regular law enforcement, or actually during the same time of corrections uh, and regular law enforcement, my first job in uniform patrol. Um, mm, I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, if I was a detective and someone came in, they're a PI and they had information or whatever, I would listen to them. The as far as them getting in my way of me doing my job, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not fucking gonna let that happen. I mean, they they know what they can do uh, by law and what they can't do, and and most private investigators really work like domestic cases, like child custody cases and divorce cases and, and insurance cases and stuff like that. So I've only had like maybe one time that I can remember a dude showed up on the scene. Um, showing his private investigator badge, which is, I don't want to say it's shit, but it's shit. And he was like demanding to talk to, you know, the, the lead detective. And I went over to the crime scene tape and he was like, well, I've been working this case out of data and he's, I'm, I want to come in. And he's a young kid. He didn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm going to come in and do this and that. And I was like, mm, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I said, you can come into my office and talk to me and, and I'd be glad to get any information, but you, you, that little PI license you got didn't give you shit, uh, um, to interfere with my investigation. So I, I guess to answer your question, um, certainly I'm sure there's some people that try, uh, um, but any good cops not going to let that happen. Right. Or any good invest private investigator is not going to want to do that. Now I do criminal defense consulting now, and technically that could be private investigations, but I don't ever label myself like that. I uh, label myself as a, defense consultant right and if i if i do choose it to to take a case like that um the not labeling myself with uh the pi license and all that bullshit i don't have to follow the rules and and because i'm more multifaceted now uh and i'm working for one attorney or one family on one case as a defense consultant then that those rules don't even apply to me. Really good question. Thank you. I hadn't thought about that in years. All right. Miss Judith Overton from Franklin, Tennessee. Now, how many people you ever heard have the last name Overton? I bet you we are related somewhere, Judith. Uh, I, you know, I just don't ever hear that name. And, um, maybe a handful of times in my life. In love, Tennessee, of course says, Miss Judith says, have you ever felt traumatized by any of the crime scenes you investigated? If so, what do you do to cope? Mm, 
you know what? I probably, Judith was traumatized by every fucking one of them. Uh, um, but I just block it out. I'm a master of blocking stuff out. I don't, I think, I think the one time that I left a scene and cried, um, was a little boy got run over in the, I mean, he was dead. And it's like the day before his birthday. And I had to, you know, deal with the parents and the family and everything else. And my, but my brother got killed when he was seven years old. Uh, same, same thing happened to him. So that's probably the only time I, I ever had a physical response. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just, you have to be able to separate or you're going to eat your pistol. And I mean, this, if, you know, when I go back and I see these cases that I tell you all about on real life, real crime in my mind, those that's, that's real shit coming out. And then maybe, getting to tell the stories and, and catching the bad guys are, um, are therapy for me. So good question. Thank you so much, Gita and Leah Marie from Houston and Leah, you know, your love, right? Thank you for everything that you send me all the time. I appreciate it. She says, have you ever had a case or arrest that you were utterly floored by laughing or in complete shock? They made it that far. Oh, you mean like the dumbass criminals? Man, wow. Shit, Leah. Um, a lot. A lot. Let's start out with the first one, David and Christina Constance. I mean, you know, it's, that's a horrible case, all the rape and the kids and shit. But I'm like, holy fuck, how does the dumbass get away with this for almost 40 years? I mean, the, um, that one blew me away. That Just a, a lot of them, I think. Um, that's a great question. I, I have to think about that. Maybe I'll do an episode on that, Leah, because the like a dumb criminals episode. Uh, um, laughing. Uh, of course, I wasn't laughing about you know the murders and stuff like that. But yeah, there's there's some pretty dumb people. Like I told about the lady who wanted me to collect semen from her horse and shit like that. I mean. But those are just crazy people. Uh, um, that's a great one, Leah. You keep sending that stuff. We need to talk, girl, on some ideas that I have in my head. Okay. But thank you. And we've got Brad Picard, P I C A R D, Mama K. I uh, got that one right too. Lake Charles, Louisiana says, Do you think there are, or is any remains of Barbara Blunt? Mm hmm. I absolutely believe there are. Um, mm, I can't say too much. The um, I do believe there were remains, remains. Okay, and I do believe y'all just keep calling it in. Look, look, you know who you are. I got people that have psychic friends that say, hey, hey, the psychic's like, you need to check this and do this and do that. And look, I'm, I'm trying to try every one of them. But I'm telling you something, this case is not cold. It's not cold. It's just we need a little bit more. So y'all please call in anything you think of Miss Barbara's case on, on the tip line. Uh, nothing. Nothing. It's too small. And there's some podcaster dude that um, I don't even know the fuck his name is, but he he got on and did a Barbara Blunt thing against Jason, Sheriff Jason Hart. And and he called me out in it and said that I went to with Sheriff R to 
this uh, this couple who are originally from Holden and they moved to Alabama who saw at, um, they believe they saw Miss Barbara on Saturday Road with a white male right before you know her uh, vehicle was found. Yeah, that motherfucker's an idiot. I'd never been to the, uh, talk to those people. And he was like, oh, I'm a podcaster and I'm going to be here uh, not just at, during election time. Again, sir, you're a fucking idiot because you have no idea that what's been done on this case and the, the even re, uh, up to recent things. And I'm not going to tell you either. Right? I'm not going to tip off the bad guy. For you, but I, I can't remember his name, but he does, y'all, he covers all the, like, um, local, supposedly unsolved homicide cases in Louisiana. He talks all authoritarian, but he didn't know what the fuck he's talking about when he's talking about Woody Overton. Uh, and I'll say that to his face. And that's, that's it. That's, yeah, y'all, I'm sure there's more, um, but I'm going to stop this short. I am in Wisconsin, and we got the... Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency uh, winners that bought the raffle tickets. And look, one of them, y'all, um, one of them is the mother that's coming in the hunt, is the mother of a, a child who died, um, Reese, and he donated his organs. And I got it wrong. I think it said it on Real Life Recovery Daily. I think it said it was the heart or something. But the recipient, the young man, I think it's the kidney, if I'm correct, he's coming in too. And uh, so with his mom, I think, and um, Miss Missy's coming in with her her other son, and I'm going to cook for him and guide for him, and it's all part of the, you know, what we do to raise money for LOPA. So that's why I'm in Wisconsin, and hopefully this recording system works, people, and hopefully... I don't sound like I'm in a tin can and all that shit. And Jim Chapman can do what he does and make it dance. Um, I do want to talk about something. I am going to be starting another podcast, like almost immediately when I get back and I'm not going to release the details yet, but it's not going to be true crime and it's going to be amazing and it's all stories so but well there'll be a lot of crime stories in it but it's not all gonna be true crime and it's just a lot of stories that swim someone who isn't me has in their head and these stories need to be told and narrated uh and anyway we'll talk more about it later so uh again Patreon convicts and Apple subscribers. I just put up a new episode. I think it was last week called Sheriff's Office, and uh, where it's three stories in one old old school cop stories, which everybody wants. And uh, so, I hope y'all enjoyed that. I'm going to be putting up a, a bonus Halloween episode for y'all on a story that has been out forever. I mean, people have been asking me, and it's going to be the right time to do it. So, with that being said thank you for your support i really do appreciate y'all um love if you can't be a patron member or convict or uh, apple apple subscriber i still love you and thank you for liking and listening and sharing and you know it just means the world to me people and and look we got big things going on i'm not gonna lie to you we got serious serious blessings uh television thing in the work like not 
me being a guest, but me having my own show. Uh, um, but, it, but I'm never going to give up on real life or crime. Uh, and there's, it, I haven't even touched state police years. Some people are like, oh, you ran out of stories. And I'm like, mm, no, I haven't. And just, I just need to do my shit. Like the death penalty phase one through 10 or whatever. That's something I believe in using this platform for. And I'm going to do a final one. I just, it's not going to be called death penalty phase. At some point, I'm going to have the family on after y'all aren't so tired of it. And we'll do that call to action. Uh, but, I mean, it's just blessed to be able to do this and, and have fans like y'all from all around the world. Uh, like the families that are coming in to hunt, right? And, and so let's talk about LOPA, Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency. Um, they're saving lives every day. And I'm going to get to guide and cook for not only a mama who lost her baby, but not a baby. I think, I think Reese was 16. Like he had just signed his driver's license or something to come out working down there. And I think he got killed within days or within weeks or something. But the, um, but the, the young man that is alive today because of Lopa, because Reese became a hero in man, that's that's why I back them. I'm always going to back them. So if you y'all be a be a hero, go sign up for organ donation. Shit, it's such a small chance they're ever going to use anything on you. Uh, uh, everything just has to be a, a right situation, and it's lopa.org. And you don't have to be from Louisiana if you're a lifer from Toma, Wisconsin. Right, it's where I'm sitting right now in a basement recording this. If you're live from Toma, Wisconsin, and you want to become an organ donor, go to lopa.org, fill out the uh, the little questionnaire thing, whatever it is, and sign up. Right? What does it hurt? You know, you never know. And look, if it happens to me, they want to use my old shit, and I can bless somebody. Great. I'm not going to need it. Right? So. And um, I'm again starting season, season 15. Hold on to your britches, people, because the good shit's coming back. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to and during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so that's for sure.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.